The old theme song for John Moxley, bringing us back into the game. A.E. Dub. <laughs> no WWE for Mitch. Nope, not anymore. You haven't watched it in two years, you said. I watched the Royal Rumble, ah. and it sucked. Hmm, I heard that. I heard that. So that's all I needed to see. I don't really watch wrestling. I just love old uh, shoot interviews with the old... Uh, yeah, the old behind-the-scenes stories. I went through a yeah. lot of uh, shoot uh, interviews today about Haku and how he was like the toughest guy. The toughest guy. King <clears throat> King Haku, whatever King you want to call him. King, King Tonga, Tonga, King Haku, Ming. Ming every oh, Ming. every yeah. time they're like... Talking to wrestlers and like, what about uh, who's the biggest uh, hard, who's the biggest tough guy? And the, every time, there no hesitation. Ming, Ming, every time. Haku, Haku, Haku. There's a great Ming King Haku story, and nobody knows. I'm sure who we're talking about, but yeah, a total badass. Like mm-hmm. I know you think a professional wrestler, like he could he could take on anybody. Yeah, he took on seven cops. Yeah, took on seven cops one time. True story. Yeah, I've heard that one before. There's also a good story about. Uh, when he was helping Chris Jericho out at an airport in Mexico City and just started throwing cops around <laughs> and they got taken to the bank and basically just had to pay him off. Like, hey, you guys are rich, right? You're wrestlers. We're all poor over here. But give us some money and we'll let oh, you go. They're like, plus, could you throw in an extra $30? You broke my arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. Then I heard a story about he uh, tore a guy's eye out of his head. Like, I've heard that, that too. That's, yeah. that's awful, man. I mean, that is just God. And the thing is, Haku was big. I don't know why. If you were at a bar and you saw a bunch of wrestlers walk in and you see Haku, and that's the guy that you decide to go after, this giant Tongan person. By the way, shout out to Tongans. Shout out to Samoan people. We love you. Love them. Family-oriented, super love, like, like very generous and a wonderful culture and wonderful people, but they have this like a warrior aspect. It's like a machismo thing for Mexican guys. It's a warrior aspect where if you mess with them, they're going to freak out on you. And like I said, uh, Tongan people, American Samoan are fantastic and wonderful, wonderful culture and people love them. Well, you know, you brought up why people think they can go mess with wrestlers like King Haku or whatever. I call him King Haku because that's how I remember him. And as Ming, but uh, you just, I, I've heard so many stories from the guys back in the day where they would all go to bars afterwards mm-hmm. and just go party their ass off because that was all they had to do on the road. And they all were hooked on drugs, like mm. painkillers. And like we're, I'm not talking about steroids. Like The steroid era was actually pretty short. It wasn't right. that long. Right. And that's an old stereotype. Like That is not a thing, r- hardly anymore. And there's even drug testing for it. But when they would go out to these bars... They would maybe sometimes run into Marines or guys in the military or tough guys that think, oh, Mm -hmm. you're fake wrestlers. We can take you on. And then they get the crap beaten out of them. (laughs) Get their eye pulled out of their head. And they're like, that was a huge mistake that I've done. King Haku. Rough, man. Big boy. Big So wait, there's there's steroid testing in wrestling now? Yep. Oh, it's been going on since the 90s. Has anybody tested Vince any time of late? (laughs) See, that's funny because he is absolutely (laughs) jacked. Yeah. He's not on steroids. It's HGA. He's on the clear and the cream now. (laughs) He's got the good stuff now, man. (laughs) I'm trying to think of who like was the last to get get popped for it. I I don't I don't think it's happened for a long time, but oh, they still test for marijuana and they will suspend him for sixty days for it. But Andre but Andre the Giant could crush an entire case of beer on a bus and it was fine. That's the thing. If you want to drink an entire bottle of Jack Daniels, go ahead. 
But if you puff on the herb, that's a performance enhancing kind of thing there, <laughs> Troy. So you're going, you know, you're, I mean, obviously it's going to help you in the room. Enhancing. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, before we get jump back into K-Statement's basketball, I did want to bring up that what the big news is in sports today, and that's about the NBA and the trade deadline. I'm not an NBA guy. Uh, it really doesn't do anything for me. But I, I got to say, like the Philadelphia 76ers just look like the biggest idiots today because they traded, uh, they traded Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, uh, Andre Drummond, and two draft picks for James Harden. Yes. That sounds like the worst trade I've ever heard. I would love to know what Joel Embiid thinks of this deal. Does J- James Harden doesn't like to play with anybody. No. He gets upset everywhere he goes because it's not working out. Embiid is leading the league in scoring. And you just brought in James Harden. What are you doing? What are you doing? I because you're going to completely disrupt what Embiid is doing. That's not a trade. That's a robbery. Like, a, I don't understand all, the trade and, at all. And, and, and on top of that, Doc Rivers basically trading his own son-in-law. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him <laughs> trade his son before. Now it's his son-in-law. He's, He's running out of family members. Guy will trade his grandpa. He don't care. Good grief. You know, it's one of those things where I think Philadelphia couldn't find any suitable suitors. Yeah. They had people that were like, I'll give you a second round pick for him. And they said, this is all we're going to get. And I think they think this is the best we're going to get is James Harden. Honestly, the Nets needed the overhaul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 with what they come out of the pack there with, that's a pretty good grouping pretty right good there. Basketball team, yeah. yeah, that that's a pretty good basketball team right there, given that they've got a part time guard and Kevin Durant sitting on the sidelines still. Right, right. It just like it just thinks that Ben Simmons just cannot shoot the ball. I, that's just crazy to me that you make it that far and then they come out and go, "Wow, this guy can't shoot." A lick. By the way, I want to give a shout to Dean Wade and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Only a game back of being the top team in the in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Dean Wolf tearing it up, dude. They love him in Cleveland. And and, and quietly yeah, doing yeah. that, by yeah. the way. Well, I was actually just gonna look it up now, like exactly how good Dean Wade is doing. I I I try to keep up keep up like at the beginning of the year, like when I was in Troy's position doing the morning show, and I would try to keep up of what he did, like just in case he had a big night and I could talk about it. Uh, but I, I, I've lost track since, um, and I'm looking down the line here. He's averaging five points, three rebounds, and an assist per game. So, you know, not bad. He's yeah. all right. Yeah, he is pretty quiet, but no Darius Garland, I suppose. But He's, I don't know. I'm trying to act like I know NBA. I know. Throwing out some names. He just, you plug Colin him in. Sexton. You plug him in, and he doesn't hurt the Cavaliers. You know what I mean? He does some special stuff for them. Plus, he plays great defense. He's uh, he's good. He's good, man. I'm I'm really happy for him and and what he's found and what Cleveland found is uh, in Dean Wade. And speaking of hoops and uh, the Cats, I do see ESPN. They always sneak in those ads, and it throws off your game. Do it every time. It really does. Yeah, it always gets me. But Bruce Weber at the end of his press conference dropped. This uh, little piece of wisdom, I guess, or piece of hype. He's. It's not uncommon for Bruce Weber to mention like what he's told the team to try to keep them influenced, keep them uh, motivated for games. And he's actually been pretty good material sometimes, but I'm still trying to figure out this one from last night. Our chapel today was uh, the, the theme was about perseverance, and that's what our team's got to do. Uh, I don't know if you know this Chinese bamboo tree, when it's planted, um, it doesn't grow for five years. 
and it gets sunshine, water, nourishment, doesn't grow. But in that fifth year, it grows 80 feet, two feet, two feet and a day. So we're just going to be like that Chinese bamboo tree. Keep getting better, keep growing, and hopefully have a success at the end. So a couple of things. One, I thought about buying a bamboo tree, something or other, at the store during Christmas time because I saw them. I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. I'm glad I didn't now because I don't need to be a 36-year-old no. that all of a sudden goes home one day and it's Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's there's there's elephants stampeding in the uh in the kitchen and now a bear wants to fight me. Like <laughs> Ah! That does not need to happen. Oh my no. god! You got a panda bear in your back, you know, in your backyard. Uh, hey, hey! Don't give my wife any ideas. <laughs> she, the panda bear part, which she oh, would be all over she, that. She's like, oh yeah, they love bamboo. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, like, this one might have been a little bit of a stretch. Like, the, I think the issue with it is just thrown out to the team five years. Like that's a whole career, right? yeah. For some guys, like is the team going to yeah. be finally good in twenty twenty four, right? Like that kind of thing. Like I, I, I love him bringing, trying to bring wisdom to the team, trying to keep him motivated. But I, I, I think this this one may have been a swing and a miss. Yeah, it was, and it's one of those like, even if he's like, don't focus on five year thing. I mean, like we're going to be better later. We're just not great right now. We're learning and we're growing. But it's like, what I'm saying is. I don't see some growth from some players. I see some stagnation from some players. I don't see the lineups working out later on. I mean, does a small guard lineup work later on? You know what I mean? In a couple of years or whatever he's talking about? I don't think so. When you play in teams like a Baylor team who always seems to be long and athletic, does that work later on? Or are you saying that, like, the players are going to be, but I I just don't get. I don't understand what he's saying. Now maybe if the discussion was all right, we're entering the last twenty percent of our season. This is the year five, and now this is the time that we really need to grow. I hear you. I mean, I, I yes, I I do in a way hear you, but you've played eleven Big Twelve games. You're four and seven, and you have seven more to go, and you really need to go in this final stretch. Crazy six and one. Yeah. That's hard for me to really buy into when you're already four and seven against the competition you're trying to go right. six and one against. And, and you know then, what I mean? And and then to say this team looks like it's primed for a six and one run. Does that look like a six and one run team to you right now? No. No. I mean, no. Uh two two players feel like they could they're they're good enough. Yes. They're they're certainly talented. Marquise Noel, if he does step up and have one of those games that he has had in the past, yes, you know, double digits for a while. He's he's actually, I'm pretty sure right now, he's averaging double figures. Just lately, mm-hmm. the three ball isn't falling, but he's a great passer. So I may throw in three players, three players that I feel like is good enough to go on a run like that, stay out of foul trouble. But man, does K State desperately right now need Selton Miguel back and Mike McGirl to step up? Yeah, absolutely, desperately. At this point, because now, here's the deal. I brought up three games. This is the make or break. K-State has to win the next three games. Let me pull up the schedule for you real quick, because up next for the Cats, they're back on the road, and for the first time this season, they're playing Iowa State. So in the last seven games, you got to play Iowa State, who has really fallen off the map in conference play. That's who K-State is taking on next. Saturday, 3 o'clock, Hilton Coliseum. Hopefully there's no Hilton magic. But then you got a return game for West Virginia coming to Manhattan. That's a team you lost to after you're up 17 points. you got to play down at Gallagher-Iba a week from Saturday. 
and then the KU game. But don't forget, you also have to go to Lubbock. And you got to play Oklahoma, who Oklahoma just actually looked extremely good against Texas Tech last night. It doesn't seem like, even though you still have mathematically an opportunity to get into a NCAA tournament spot, it's a lot of work to do mm-hmm. with very little room to uh, fail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The only room I think you do have is to lose to Kansas. I still think the magic number is 19, and by God, you need wins in the Big 12 tournament to probably get to that 19 oh, yeah. spot. Yeah. It just... I, I I I love to be. I want to be a positive person. That's just who I am. I always look for the positive side of things. I just don't want to jump all over somebody after things don't go right. Next time around, Bruce is going to utilize Frank Sinatra's high hopes. <laughs> the the ant and the rubber plant. <laughs> yeah. What other plants are there? What about an aloe vera plant? How's that work? How the, does that the, grow? The, the ram and the milliwatt, uh, million milliwatt dam or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Like, come on, man. Gotta have. Hi. <laughs> Big 12 play has been Mark Smith and Nigel Pack for K-State. He, they have scored 52% of the team's points, and they've taken 45% of the shots. And they're going to continue to try to carry this team. But sooner or later, they're going to run out of gas. Mm-hmm. They already, in my opinion, I mean, when Nigel not hardly passing the ball, unless he just has, he has to, or it's early in the shot clock and they're going to try to run offense, that's what he's supposed to do. That's why Coach Weber is calling from the sideline. I mean, if I was him, I don't trust my teammates. Mm. He, he, I mean, how often? It, yeah. I, I well, wish you could break it down by like by the seconds, and in every possession, how much time in every position, possession did Nigel Pack have the basketball in his hands? I mean, there's a lot of times that they should actually probably, when it's one on one in the paint, throw it to the five. Yeah. But they don't give it up. They just try to go to the hoop, and it's. Do or damn going to try to go in there and score when they should probably pass it. Mm-hmm. But the trust isn't there. I wouldn't trust them. Nigel Pack is by far the best player on this team. And I won't go off body language. Like, if I honestly went off body language, I, I could tell he's probably frustrated. Maybe a little tired of doing it by himself. Maybe tired of the media just always asking questions. Well, the rest of your team sucks, but hey, you're doing pretty well. That's really what every press conference is. You're looking great, kid, but the rest of the team mm-hmm. isn't doing it for you besides Mark Smith. Man, these next three ga- the rest of the season is going to be a grind. The next three is going to be the make or break. Mm-hmm. And even though it does look like an easier schedule, I'm going to air quote there, easier schedule, nothing's a gimme, um, especially when two of the three are on the road. I know that Oklahoma State game looms, I think, large. I, I, the Iowa State and Oklahoma State, those are going to be two tough games to pick up on the road, no matter – what those guys' record are, that's, those are tough places to go and play. And I think Oklahoma State's waiting for K-State. They, are, they're wait, they want revenge. Bad. When we come back, which by the way, that game on Saturday at Iowa State, hey, go Cats, right? Yeah. 3 o'clock tip-off from uh, Hilton Coliseum. That is going to be a television broadcast of ESPNU. Nice. But of course, the call here on K-Man beginning at 2. How about a Super Bowl edition of Mitch in Vegas next? Ah, oh, Vegas, how much I've missed you. Speaking of Sinatra. It's Mitch in Vegas, and we can't do Super Bowl week without going over some prop bets. I think it's one of the best parts about Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, right? When you're all with your friends and you start gambling. 
You start throwing some cash around and you see who's going to win the whole pot. I remember when I found prop bets because I'm not a huge gambling guy. I'm not really big on it, uh, especially pro sports. I find it difficult to bet on that. But when I found prop bets, I said, this is my wheelhouse right here. This is fun. I like it. Man. I, I need to get in on the, on the squares bets. Yeah, me too. I don't even know how that works, but I want to get on it. I, had, I picked out some of the classic prop bets and threw in a couple of uh, what I think are originals that I found. I mean, nothing's original on my part. I just did a little searching around. My first one is a classic. How long is the national anthem going to be? Over or under is 95 seconds. Mickey Guyton is the performer this year, the country artist. No I'm, idea. I'm going over. Me too, uh, because I think Mickey Guyton, uh, she has been in the game for a while, but she's still trying to get her name out there. And so I think she's going to try to put some funk on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, over the last five years, every uh, national anthem has been over two minutes. <laughs> so I will take the over as well. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. The coin toss. Is it going to be heads or tails? T. Heads. Tail. Troy, what the <laughs> Tails never fails, man. Tails never fails. Uh, yes, for, it did. I yeah. was going to say, come Except on. That was for, a computer. This yeah, is a yeah. real coin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know. But watch the. I think they've done it before where they actually have like just the team's logo. Like when they yeah. do that, you know, yeah. that will throw everything off. Yes. Now, we got a couple of prop bets here for halftime. And Sage, I'm actually. Well, no, you can, I guess you can keep the noise going there. Uh, no, n- noise. We're in Vegas. This is real noise you're hearing in the background. We're at a casino. Some dude just hit cherries on hey, the slot hey, machine drink, and won drink 200 here. bucks. Drink here. Cocktails. <laughs> What's that waitress? She's still... Yeah, is it work? Come I'm, on. St- I'm still waiting for my uh, Moscow mule. Absolutely. Uh, now, the first prop bet from halftime, what will be the first song performed? Remember, we're going to have Snoop, Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. It's a, it's a heavy hitter. It's a murderer's row of uh, artists and it's going to be i think one of the best halftime shows we've ever had we'll start with troy what's going to be uh, the first song i'm of the mind that it's going to be forgot about dre it's been a minute since i've heard this just build that as the crowd noise Y'all know me, still the same old David G. Hate it all. No wheels and no skis. No boats, no snowmobiles and no skis. Mad at me because I can finally afford Breaking news, David G also performing at halftime. It's all full of tracks. All full of plaques. From the back of my house like trophies. But I gotta... Alright, I'm cutting you off. I gotta cut you off. You're out of control. Sorry. Because you went over 13 lyrics, now we gotta pay 20. <laughs> oh man, uh, Manhattan Broadcasting cut the check, baby. I should have cut you earlier. <laughs> I messed up. That's my fault, really. Yeah, but yeah, I gotta tell you, DG, we talked about this before we came on air. Yeah. We have the same one. Uh-huh. This has got to be the first one, right? Yes. The iconic piano. Still Snoop Dogg and Di. What? Because, you know, of course, Snoop and Dre got to come out together. Oh, for show! But here's the deal. This is not a, a prop bet, but... Trade day. You got to imagine there's going to be a surprise, right? 
because Kendrick Lamar, I think is a it's a that's a wild card in there. Mary J. Blige, I think she just made a song with Dr. Dre. That's one. And then of course the ultimate, the ultimate uh, wild card. Eminem is gonna be there. Yeah, and he's got like sixty hits. So but listen here, I think there's I think if there's one surprise, it's gotta be one person, Ice Cube. Ooh, you think he's gonna come out? Wow, That'd be cool. that that That'd would be. Cool. be. Well, I mean, come on, NWA, LA. I mean, and it's in LA. LA. Yeah, but it's the Rams Stadium, man. I know that's not too far from. uh, Oh God, what's it? uh, Like it's in like that Compton area, isn't it? Like kind of in that area ish. It's an. It's not an Inglewood, but um, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is is Inglewood. So my thing is with him, I would have said, oh, it's not the Raiders. Back in 1992. But now that he's done Are We There Yet? Number six, I think he'll, he'll go wear a Rams jersey. He don't care. Now, of course, the other one we might be leaving out as a possibility is California Love. I but, think that's the final song. Yeah, that, it's got to be the last one, right? Yeah. Maybe they give a little tribute to Tupac. Yes. that's the. I think that's the final one they play, and it's going to bring the house down, and everybody's going to be bumping, baby. Can't wait. This is a good. This is a good start. You know, Dre and Snoop come out together, get things kicked off, then they start bringing out their friends and yeah. Uh, oh, good old Death Row Records that Snoop just acquired too. That's awesome. Uh, let's see what another halftime prop bet. Will Snoop Dogg smoke weed on stage? I'm of the mind that it is a yes, but the question is, will it be seen on TV? Oh yeah. I'm a no. I think it's on CBS, right? This game is just on CBS. Correct. Uh, I thought it's NBC. Oh, you're right. No, my bad. NBC. Ooh, Al Michaels. Yeah. Al Michaels. Yeah. It's on NBC. See, I th- okay. I thought it was CBS. And Les Moonves, the guy at CBS, don't he don't play that stuff. You know, he's not. No, he'll he he don't care. It's on NBC. I'm going yeah. yes. I'm going to say yes. See, I I have to go no because. Well, I was leaning towards. Because that's probably technically illegal, right? You can't smoke indoors. You're inside a stadium. But it's, it's a, and those those kind of depends, laws are actually pretty strict in L.A. It depends on a, how they want to look at that stadium, given that it's basically the fake roof. But also, it is also you Snoop. Can, you can yeah. smoke during an artistic performance. Like if it's during like a play, you can smoke indoors if it's on a play. Hmm. So if you said, this is an artistic performance of a show. It's California. In Kansas, they would arre- the National Guard would be called in yeah. and he would be arrested. I, 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 I'm going to go no. I, I, just guessing no. Yeah. All right. Next prop bet. How many commercials will feature a dog? This is a real prop bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the over-under is six and a half. I think that's way too high. That seems like a high number. I'm going to go under. See, and I'm, o- I'm on the over because they're looking to... Yeah, you're right in the heartstrings. I'm going eight. Same. I'm going over as well Hmm. because I think it'll be a matter of there will be a couple commercials where the dog isn't the main character, but there will be some commercials where there is a dog that's like the main character. Sage? There is a new movie coming out with Channing Tatum that features a dog. They might show that. Well, they'll be shown once. And that counts as one time. Yeah, buddy. What color Gatorade will the winning coach get doused with? I went orange. That's a common one. Green. Green? I, I went clear. I think it's going to be like water. Like water? Mm-hmm. Clear. I, uh-huh. Or I'm uh, green. Does Do people actually drink 
green Gatorade? I love green apple Gatorade. I, I love that stuff. I mean, also, there's a tropical, a tropical cooler mm-hmm. or something that is just mm. the bomb.com. It's the blast.biz. Now, two more have to do with the actual game and the result. Uh, who will be the MVP of this year's Super Bowl? Cooper Cup, I believe, will be the MVP. You took mine. You said Cooper Cup? I absolutely said Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, in my case, that's just, you know, that that's because I know the guy, but, you know. <laughs> I might let you have him, and I might say Matt Stafford. I'll go Matt Stafford, just to keep things interesting. See, and I'm kind of, I'm going the, with the other team here because I'm on the Cincinnati Bengals band, band, bandwagon. I know they're not Joe the Burrow favorite. Pick, a Joe they're, Burrow pick. But you know what? I'm going with the second coming of Tom Brady, and that's <laughs> this terrible body of Joe Burrow <laughs> that is taking this team that probably and maybe doesn't uh, quite have the talent to be a Super Bowl team, but they figured it out right. thanks to the connection with old, his old teammate Jamar Chase. Wow, what a pick for them in the draft. Yeah, that guy is awesome. And it's typically, you know, four out of every five Super Bowls, it's a quarterback. Yeah. And then finally, the last one, who you're picking, Rams and Bengals. And this is Mitch in Vegas, so we're going by the line, which is currently at three and a half. Rams are the favorite. I'm up on the Rams. I got Rams by seven, 28-21. Everybody thinks it's an easy win for the Rams. It's their home stadium, blah, blah, blah. They're, even though the Bengals will technically be the home team. But the Bengals will have to dress in the road team's locker room and all that. I'll be a little salty. But it's not like the Rams have a strong fan, ba- fan base in L.A. anyway. Nah. It's going to be you know, a bunch of celebrities. Yeah, some Rams fans, but they can't even get their own fans to come to their home games. Right. So not, It's not like the locker rooms are all that different at this point either, I'm sure. I bet there's a tad bit of difference. They'll, they will, uh, they'll cosmetic. The, the locker rooms, you know, with the Super Bowl stuff and make it look as fancy as possible. I, okay, maybe you can answer this for me. I heard at the old Abilene High School Stadium, the um, the visitors' locker room had a dirt floor. Is that true? Do you remember? <sighs> I don't. I thought I heard that somewhere that the, they had a dirt. The floor. lockers weren't even lockers; they were just like they had chicken wire for. Yeah, that. So I I do not remember lockers. That's for sure. But you typically that. That uh, field is not connected to the high school, so you're you're not probably going to dress there. Um, and I don't think they had bathrooms or anything. Wow! I, but I don't remember dirt floor. But it's been a while. Yeah. Because I only uh, I only had to play at Abilene once. Hmm. Um, I thought you and guys we didn't were in dress the same there. Conferences. You're we not, are. Oh, okay. but we played my the last two years of varsity. We played home games against ah, Abilene. I see. We didn't have to do back and forth. But the only varsity sophomore game was uh, varsity was when I was a sophomore. Actually playing there was when I was a junior. Huh. That was a JV game. We did not dress. Yeah, yeah. We, we wore our pants on the bus and then just carried our pads with us. Dang. Come on, coach. Yeah. I don't Shoot remember a dirt floor, but Shoot you might be out. right. All right, guys. That's Mitch in Vegas. Hey, number one song of the day up next. I suppose maybe the opposite of what you'll hear at the Super Bowl. I, I, we've definitely gotten clashing styles here, and David G has hung with both of them. <laughs> From 1964, She Loves You by the Beatles, two weeks at number one. Paul, George, Ringo, John. Formed in Liverpool in 1960, Beatles Mania, they blew up. Liverpool. Regarded as one of the most influential bands of all time, as the most influential band 
of all time. There's no argument about that. Bum, bum, the Beatles bum. are the best-selling music art uh, artist of all time. 60 million units worldwide. Wow. Is this... Like, during a period where their number ones were getting beat by their other number one, You know what I mean? Like oh, this, it's happened. Yeah, this one stays it for two weeks, and then two weeks later, another single hit beats them. Them it's and crazy. Post Malone. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and others have done it before. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Boys... Uh, 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 boys to Men. Boys to Men, thank you. I was about to say Boys in the Hood. You know, <laughs> it's on the mind for some reason. Gee, I wouldn't know why. No. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Inducting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 88... And uh, from uh, in 2004 and 2011, 2011, the group topped Rolling Stone's list of the greatest artists in history, 13 studio albums, 50 top 40 hits. And this is their second of 20 number ones. 20 number ones is a record. And this is from the Beatles' second album called The Beatles' Second Album. <laughs> uh, so the song is about just some poor schmuck, some poor jabroni thinks... That uh, he has lost his girl for good, but he's deemed when he's redeemed when he finds out from a friend that she still loves him. Nice, he's all fired up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This was an instant hit in the in the United Kingdom, but was not in the United States because it came out before the British invasion and Beatles Mania. This came out in September 1963. Wow. They showed up in February of '64 in New York City. Blows up, huge hit. And, of course, Beatlemania really took over for a while there. Uh, the popular, popularized phrase of yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul McCartney says that came from his dad in a way, but his dad wanted them to sing yes, yes, yes instead because it thought it sounded more dignified. Uh, well, English guy, he's got to be dignified. I just I want to know what all the dads were thinking in 1964 when their daughters are cranking this in their rooms. They're like, shut that I'm tired of hearing it. You know? One of the things that, and maybe you've done the research, but uh, yeah, one of the things that I really have enjoyed reading about over the years regarding the British invasion is the radio fights that were going on oh. at the time. Because you had WABC, WNBC. WNBC. And uh, WMCA were all three top 40 at the same time. And so they had a lot of fights over who broke what oh, wow. with the Beatles and who was the station to listen to for the Beatles. And, wow. Uh, yeah. We were the first to hit the post after yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> now, my favorite thing about this song was its influence. There's one very famous rock star that when he heard this song... He was like, that's it. That's all I needed to hear. I want to be a musician. Any guesses? Yes. Go ahead. Um, let me, hold on, wait. Um, Robert Plant. No. Okay. Goodbye. I'm going to leave. Peter Frampton. Nope, you guys are off. Ozzy Osbourne. Wow! <laughs> wow! It's amazing, really, what... He was so influenced by this and blues too. You can tell he always wanted to be a blues singer, but what came out of his mouth was nothing like this or the blues. Right? You know, like he, he went in the studio and they're like, "What was that?" Well, here's the quote from Ozzy. He said when he first heard this song, he said, "Quote: Imagine you go to bed today and the world is black and white, and then you wake up and everything's in color." 
And the uh, the uh, article goes on to say Osborne knew at the at that moment he wanted to make music his life. Wow. And the Beatles proved that even poor kids from small towns in England could pull it off. Wow, because they were blue collar guys from blue oh, for collar sure. like for communities. Sure. Wow, that's neat. That's a neat story. So this song remains the Beatles' best-selling single in the UK, and believe it or not, this song right here is the top-selling single of the 1960s by any artist in the UK. Rolling Stone, top 500 greatest songs of all time. This is on the list. Where do you guys think it is? Everybody has to guess. Seven. I believe that is uh, Get Your Freak On. 30. 30? (laughs) Sage? I'm oh, staring oh at the yeah, number. you know it. Gosh dang it. Uh, 135. Ouch. It used to be in the top 100, but the, the new list that came out last year, 135. Get your freak on. Nowhere ah, near. No way, no ah, how. That's perfect. <laughs> up next, we wrap up the week. David G's Ask Us Anything. Gio. It's up to you. I think it's only fair. hurt you too? Thirteen fifty KMAN News Talk Radio. It's me, DG. I kicked everybody else out of the stew because I don't need them. No, they're here. Uh, we're doing Ask Us Anything. How about this? Who do you unfairly judge? For me, it's people that wear pajama pants in public afternoon. I hate that. I always think you probably smell, but I know that I've gone out in public looking like a bridge troll myself. So I, how can I judge you? I, I oh, bad drivers. Uh-huh. I guess like my biggest pet peeve is people who drive too slow. They're you know they don't use their turn signals. Just bad driving overall. But at the end of the day, they're probably trash at driving. Manhattan is a bad town for driving mm-hmm. and drivers. I'm it just it's crazy to me how people don't know the laws. We got this uh, answer. Who's got a lot. the right away. We got this answer a lot with the caveat that you're unfairly judging them because you pull the same maneuver about thirty seconds later. <laughs> no, I don't pull. I I know I I'm pretty consistent with my driving. Okay, okay. Someone driving a dually, and you're like, oh boy, look at this guy. Usually because they like to roll coal with it. Ah, okay, okay. And you're like, come what on. What is a dually? Double double ends, double tires on the back end on each side. Oh, gotcha. I always think... Like, big ol', big ol', big ol'. You're not the, on the farm. <laughs> you know, right? come on, man. That's the farm thing, because they got to go through the fields. Sage? I think I agree with Mitch on terms of like... I used to get pretty bad road rage when someone was going slow in front of me. I just can't see this. And I, I just would yell just in my Whoa. car by myself. And what ended up happening was someone in front of me was just going really slow. I was yelling at them and their car was broken down. Oh. Like they were breaking down as they were just kind of rolling along. And I, was, I felt so bad. You were like, ah. <laughs> well, Troy is about to be in a car with me down to Emporia tomorrow. I'll drive on the way down and you'll get some experience on how my road rage can peak. I'm going to tell you this. Because you the, know what's going to happen. The move is instead of flipping people off when they do something dumb, do a thumbs down. That gets to the core. You know, you go, oh, I've disappointed that person. It was just not too long. Sorry, Troy, but not too long ago, I was at the uh, four-way stop that's by Qdoba. Oh, yeah. Oh, that beautiful stop there. And it was my turn to go, and some guy Uh 
doesn't know what he's doing. I'm turning, and he just takes off and goes. And I just point at him and go, idiot, 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 <laughs> idiot, the whole time. And he gives me this look as like, sorry, buddy. And he like didn't care. I was like, man, he deserved he, every he deserved idiot he just got. We've been joking about because one of Monica's coworkers came across the discussion on Facebook, and someone was complaining about people that slow down at roundabouts. Oh. And and slow down before they enter the roundabout, uh-huh. in and or more appropriately stop. Uh-huh. No, you're just supposed to slow down before you enter it. You want to get hit along yeah. the side is yeah. what I proceeded to point out. You have to stop if someone's in the roundabout. The uh, Facebook page, uh, the Manhattan Facebook page. You know, you know you're from Manhattan. Yeah. That's a big issue. That's a hot button issue is roundabouts, and I don't get it because I've never had a problem entering no, or I've leaving never. a uh, they're, they're roundabout. Pretty. They're pretty easy to yeah. right. get to know, you right. know what I mean? Unless you're 90. Like I said, if you if you pull up and someone's in that roundabout coming off the side, yeah, yeah, go right ahead. Just slowly yes. pull in there. Yeah. You, you'll get yourself hit in the driver's side of your car. Nice uh, job. <laughs> One more real quick. Uh, what is something recently that happened that reminded you that you are getting old or that you are old? Uh, Mia was at conversation with Sarah that uh, I'd explained Pamela Anderson. She had no idea who that was, and I was like, Damn, man, I'm old. Uh, I was mocked as being Snap Crackle Pop last night, coming <laughs> out of a certain chair in our uh, in our apartment. Oh. I don't know if I have had that moment yet. Really? But it's telling me that I'm getting old because I'm not old. I'm just 31. Oh. I mean, come on, dude. Your warranty's about to expire, buddy. No. 31? Yeah. Oh. I'm yeah. still feeling good. Nah, brother. The prime. Ugh. It's it's either happening or it already is, buddy. <laughs> Once you start calling down. yourself old, you're old. I'm not calling myself old. I'm a youngster. Sage is young. I don't listen to her. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we could have said it was you know the music from earlier that in music well, movies. Well, I was and, gonna say yeah. in the do they know it? I'm sure all of you kind of were like, oh, this youngster. I didn't know any of those. <laughs> or you can just be cultured like me and know uh-huh. your stuff. You just you know, know things. Um, what's something that's done to be nice or helpful that uh, annoys you? For me, it's when people hold the door open for me and I'm 40 yards away. Yeah, exactly. Ah, that is, come that on. is mine exactly. Oh. If, if you can close the door, if the door closes and I'm still not there, it was okay to sure. just let I'm it go. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, because then you got to feel like you got to hustle like, and get to that door like, hey, it's Sunday. I, yeah, exactly. It's a brisk walk. <laughs> Best of tomorrow. We'll see you guys. Peace.